From the Thinking Out Loud studios, it's the Thinking Out Loud podcast with Kevin and Kyle, the podcast that exists to help you navigate the culture of today from a biblical perspective and to help you grow in your relationship with God. God has commissioned and called you to be a light in this culture. The only way you can do that is to know the truth. No matter what circumstance you're facing, no matter what season of life that you're in, if you truly want to find success in that season, you are going to have to go back to the simple question of what does God say about me in this moment? There's no shortage of information in this culture, but there is a shortage of truth. Welcome back to the Thinking Out Loud podcast. My name is Kevin Wilson. And I've got Kyle Winslow here in the Thinking Out Loud studios, and we are extremely excited that you're back with us for another week. Yeah, we absolutely are. Uh, Kevin, me and you were talking just a minute ago and talking about how absolutely unhealthy it is that you haven't even had dinner yet, and it's going on <laughs> 8.36 <laughs> in the evening. But it reminded me today, something that I ate at work that usually I would just salivate over ended up disgusting me. And uh, I don't know if you're an egg fan at all, but one of my favorite meals to cook is scrambled eggs, whole bunch of cheese, (laughs) and a whole bunch of bacon. Oh, yeah. A little bit of black pepper on it. And usually I do. I whip it up. I could probably eat 8 to 12 scrambled eggs like in a sitting. That's what I do. Uh, My mother brought over some Hungarian peppers the other day, and I thought it might be nice to chop some of them bad boys (laughs) up and throw them in there. (laughs) And it looked delicious when I cooked it at 7 o'clock this morning. <laughs> but by noon, when I took it out of the fridge at yeah. work, it had a brown color to the eggs. Oh, so I was ew. like, uh, maybe, it's the, <laughs> maybe it's the chemical imbalance. Let me, let me try this. I whipped it up, microwaved it, and I kid you not, man, I could not stump. I don't know what those peppers did. <laughs> I don't know if they were just that hot. But what, what was scrambled eggs in my Tupperware? was no longer scrambled eggs in my Tupperware. And so it got me thinking as I seldomly throw food out because I'm a foodie, I had to today, made me wonder what if you had to pick five foods, Okay, what would be five foods that you wished were abolished from the planet today? Oh my goodness. Oh, <laughs> okay. So the first one, I would say it has to be lima beans. I hate lima beans with a passion i don't get it i've never had them oh my everything about them just (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like slima bean like you just it just doesn't even sound right (laughs) you know it's like yeah it's like mush it's disgusting um let's see another one would be peas i do not like peas i just kevin man Uh oh (laughs) go ahead you're gonna you're gonna anger me oh Okay. Um, another one I don't like is okra. Like, I don't know if that's just too Southern for you. I don't know. But oh, <laughs> both of my parents are from the South, man. And they like okra, man. Okra is disgusting. I've never had okra. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Is okra in collard greens? Am I thinking of something no, different? No, coll- <laughs> Okay. <laughs> No, <laughs> All right, look, we don't have to go there either. <laughs> okay, but I heard okra has like the consistency of boogers in the yeah, mouth. It, That's, it's I've slimy. Never had... It's nasty. All right, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, no, I don't like. I don't. Yeah. Well, okay. So this was the one you're gonna just lose your mind. I do not like steak. Oh my! I, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning <laughs> in to the Thinking Out Loud podcast. We obviously have to discuss what we're thinking out loud before we think it out loud. I <laughs> hate steak. Listen, you know what? I have had You don't Kevin, you don't hate steak. You hate whoever cooked the steak for no, you, for you to think you hate steak. I hate steak. <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell you. Let me tell you why I hate steak. So, I have had steak where people have been like, "No, you should try it from here." "Oh, no, you have to try it from this restaurant." "Oh, get this really expensive steak and you will like that." Man, I have tried steaks at regular restaurants, expensive restaurants. I don't care what restaurant I'm at. Steak is disgusting. So I will never, <laughs> ever eat. You will never see a steak on my plate. That, uh, that will be famous words from a psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is, you are absolutely psycho. But I'll 
I'll agree to disagree yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I would say the other thing that's a little surprising, because I know a lot of people love it, is watermelon. Like, I don't like any, and don't make any jokes, <laughs> don't make any jokes, I, I do. Kevin, I, I, it's not it, a joke. You are the first black man <laughs> I have ever heard say he doesn't like watermelon. I don't care. Oh, man. That you are an anomaly, my Listen, friend. you are no longer a psychopath. You are an anomaly. Listen, I don't like any melon, like honeydew melon, watermelon, like any like cantaloupe. Oh my <sighs> goodness! Oh, it's awful. I don't like the smell. I oh no 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 no. So that's the five. That is the five foods that I would banish from the earth. And listen. The funny thing is most of those are, you know, well, not most, but a couple of those are natural. If you, you know, maybe four of those or whatever. I could do away with okra and probably lime, but those other three would tick me off. If they, if they weren't on this earth, you'd take me with them. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Oh my goodness. Oh man. Oh man. Well, let's get into it. Yeah. Let's talk about a hundred percent of the nation is talking about on a daily basis. And so we're going to talk about COVID-19 yeah. tonight and we're going to dissect all things COVID-19, and we understand that this is probably one of the most politicized yeah. uh, pandemics that we've seen, at least in my lifespan. We're, we're going to toe that line a little bit, but our goal tonight really is to bring clarity to the topic hey, it's, it, uh, in a time it where- It wasn't in my lifespan seems, either, by the way. You, you say it in my <laughs> lifespan as if I'm listen, 170. All I know is after you told me you don't like watermelon, you are no longer credible. Okay. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding. Who knows how old you are? We don't even yeah, know. I'm just yeah, yeah, man. I'm just joking. No, for real though, we do we <laughs> we do want to bring clarity. We want to bring truth yeah. to this pandemic in a time where we really aren't hearing much clarity from any platform. And it's understandable. This is a fairly new disease still in 2020, and it's going to take time to formulate a plan. But even without a scientific plan, even without a medical plan, there is a biblical plan. There is a creative plan. There's a logical plan to all of this and and how we react as civilized human beings uh, that are facing a pandemic together. And I think we're all facing, if we're going to bring COVID-19 to a head here, I think we're all facing a similar internal struggle when it comes to this disease. I I think we're all feeling uncomfortable. I think we're all feeling unsure. I think we all feel a lack of some sort of trust with our state, with our federal government, with the media. I've told you before, man, left or right, it doesn't matter. At this point, I don't know who to really trust because it's gotten so politicized. But I believe people respond to this pandemic in very human ways. Usually people acknowledge the verifiable events immediately after that. There's few arguments that break out and it's hard to find the real meaning of these events at that time. Yeah, And I think where our struggle lies is that I know as a parent, I don't know that I know how to properly respond. Mm. As a coworker, I don't know that I know how to properly respond. I used to be a collegiate athlete and I think about the college athletes now and I don't know that the coaches, the athletic directors, I don't know that anybody really knows, Kev, how to properly respond. And so how do we take on this very real, whether we believe there's other you know, theories about it, it's a very real disease and it is a deadly disease. How do we take that on uh, when we don't have that clear approach to COVID-19? And so, Kev, I do think, I think we're all facing that very real, uncomfortable, unsure moment in our lives. And I think it's important that we do talk about what's going on with this. Yeah. There's not a whole lot that we know, but what we do know is this. And I just want to throw some stats out before we get into a discussion about this. And this is according to CDC.gov. And you got to understand the numbers I'm going to give you today. When you hear this, the numbers could have changed. Mm -hmm. So, but, but these are very real statistics here. So Michigan cases to date, there have been over 94,000 COVID cases in Michigan to date. Wow. Michigan deaths to date, over 6,400 cases. Wow. Now, these are just throwing numbers out because they seem like big numbers, but I want to bring it together as a nation. U.S. cases to date, 
are just over 4.7 million. Mm. And that ranges from, from any ages. And then U.S. death to date is over 160,000 deaths out of that 4.7 million. And then you go globally and we're looking at 19 million cases to 707,000 deaths. And I told you I wanted to bring this globally. I read this on a resource today, but among 45 countries with more than 50,000 COVID-19 cases, the U.S. has the eighth highest number of deaths per 100,000 people. Belgium being the highest per capita death rate at 86.3 deaths per 100,000 people. But in terms of our fatality rate, we're at a 3.3% per every 100 people. We're seeing about three people die. And these numbers, they are rising and they are staying consistent in some areas. We have seen a plateau. We have seen here in Michigan. I remember when, (laughs) and we're going to get into this discussion, but I remember when the total shutdown happened. Yeah. I was one of those guys that was on the side that was like, this is unfair. This isn't right. You know, the governor's talking data, but I don't see the data. Like I was, I was selfishly, and I say that I was selfishly in an uneducated way, freaking out, freaking out because I felt like my freedoms were just being stripped of me. But now to, to fast forward, now we're getting into the middle of summer and to see that, you know, Michigan itself has been pretty successful as far as plateauing and tackling and relieving the hospitals. I mean, we see all these numbers, and this is what makes us so unsure about things, is we see all these numbers, and at times they seem high, Kevin, and then at times they seem low. Mm -hmm. And then here we are, and we're still talking about phasing back for the fall. Yeah. And so, so here we are, and I think all of us, again, we're feeling that very unsure, but very, very real us. feeling about what are we going to do when the fall happens? And I'm going to leave you with this and I'm going to let you interject. My question is this, how do we make it through this season without ruining? And I, I mean this with all sincerity because I think I've done it at times. I think a lot of us are doing it and we don't mean to, but how do we make it through this COVID season without ruining our own integrity, without ruining our own character? How do we make decisions for our kids? How do we make decisions for our spouses, for our coworkers? Uh, How do we do that without ruining who we are and what we stand for? And I think the only place that we can really find clarity about humanity making the right decisions in a pandemic like this is the Bible. And the reason I say that is not because I'm a pastor, it's not because I'm a Christian, I say that because the Bible stands true on the fact that it's biased towards the fact that it wants the well-being of humanity. That's right. And and so and you've said it in our last episode, there's there's nothing that's going to happen, Kevin, on this earth that the Bible doesn't have an answer for. That's right. So when we're looking for clarity on our well-being, it's only seems logical that we look to God's word, which is in fact a word for the well-being of humanity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Kyle. I think I think a lot of it, when we look at it, a lot of it has to do with just the confusion that everybody has, right? Um, You know, we talk about, you know, in our drop at the beginning of our show, every show, you know, I say, you know, there's not a shortage of information, but there is a shortage of truth. And it's so true about COVID. There is so much information out there. I mean, we have information overload. And so we just Mm -hmm. sit and we go, you know, one person says, hey, if you wear a mask, that's good. Some people say, well, why should I wear a mask? Other people say, you know, you should wear a shield, a mask and goggles. You know, I read something the yeah. <laughs> I read yeah. I read something the other day. They said people who are who are tall are more at risk. I mean, I mean, yeah. and I immediately like text one of my buddies that was like six five and was like, dude, <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, like, you know, how's that working out for you? But no, seriously, like it's just crazy. And I think it just causes so much confusion. But I look at it and I say, as a Christian, right? Because remember, like we said in in our last episode, we're Christians first, right? Before we're right, before we're black, before we're white, before we're Republican, Democrat, independent, whatever your, you know, whatever your persuasion is, we're Christians first. So absolutely. I feel like we have to look at it and we say, okay. You know, what would God do in, in this situation? One of the scriptures that came to me was that scripture in 1 Corinthians 14 and 33, where it says, for God is not a God of disorder, but of God of peace. 
as in all the congregations of the Lord's people. And so, first, I'm a Christian. And yes, are we getting a bunch of stuff thrown at us? Yes. None of us know. Kyle, we're even seeing that the doctors don't even know. Like they're, right. you know, they first said, you know, you, when you come home, take, take your clothes off, put on new clothes. You know, it could be on your shoes. It could be on your groceries. It could be, I mean, we were washing. I mean, it, man, going to the grocery store, actually we had our groceries delivered most of the time, but we had them delivered and it was a whole, it was like a, an hour fiasco trying to clean everything spray everything down Mm -hmm. i mean it was crazy right dude i had to leave my kitchen the first time that happened because i'm i i brought them in immediately i'm taking them out my wife pulls out these lysol wipes and i'm like what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) and she was like don't put any of that i got this and it it like wigged me out so i was like you know what i'm out (laughs) I'm not waiting for all that because I'm an impatient person. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, you're right. That was the kind of stuff that altered life as we knew yeah, it. Yeah, man. Yeah. And I just, I look at it and I just say, you know, through all the chaos, we have to remember as Christians, and even if you're a person that's a non-Christian listening or you're seeking or something like that, like it, you know, as Christians, we are supposed to go back to the source and we are supposed to um, while everyone else is in disarray, while everyone else is in disorder, we serve a God of order. And so we shouldn't yeah. be freaking out like right. everyone else is. We should not be at odds with everything that's going on. Our thing is, one, we have to realize we are, you know, whatever happens, God is in control. At the end of the day, exactly. God is in control. It doesn't matter. I don't care what the CDC says. I don't care what Dr. Fauci says. I don't care what you know, Dr. Burke, whoever, Trump, whoever, it doesn't matter. It matters what God says. And I will promise you that there's nothing that happens on this earth that takes God by surprise. And so I think, yeah, I think we have to live in that. Now I'm not saying we, you know, don't be educated and try to educate ourselves and different things like that, but our default position has to be to trust God, but trust God with wisdom. I am not saying Oh, I'm just going to go out and trust God. I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm not going to, you know, take vitamins. I'm not going to do anything to better myself. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, I just feel like we need to do a better job as Christians through all of this chaos, because this is where we shine right now through a pandemic. Right. The world is going crazy. Right. This is where we shine. Yeah. And I like that you, I like that you brought that up. Like we serve a God of order and I think one of the things that we have to make sure that we don't do when we respond, because we have to respond. Yes. As Christians, we have to respond as spouses, as parents, as coworkers, family members. I, I think we have to be careful not to tighten our grip on our life. I like that you said, like, you got to trust God with wisdom. But I think ultimately we default to tightening the grip on our lives almost as if we don't trust that God is in control. Uh, Lecrae who is a famous artist, he says, we haven't lost control of our lives. We've just lost the illusion that we were ever in control. Mm. And I think that's cool because we do have free will and we have the, the ability to make choices, but we do serve the author and finisher of our faith. And we do serve a God who is has been before us and, and will go before us. And I just feel like when I started seeing the NCAA tournament was canceled for March Madness and I started seeing Disney World close and graduations all of a sudden were closed and businesses were closing instantly, naturally inside of me. You want to know the first thing I did? Hmm. I'll be real with you. I went and got ammo. That's just, I own guns. Yeah. Right away, right away, I'm thinking, okay, they're starting to take everything from us. I need to make sure that at least I can protect myself. Yeah. And what I was doing is I was putting all the faith in me. Yeah. And I think what when we start doing that, we start acting like we are absolutely the only ones in control of our own lives. We start tightening the grips on our own lives, and that turns into panic, right? And and I feel like we can be concerned because concerned moves within the realm of logic. Yeah. So using that wisdom, being concerned, but panic moves outside the realm of logic. And I think that's where we start seeing the arguments. We start seeing people picking a political side, we start seeing, and we start forgetting that this was never political at the beginning. This was never outside of logic in the beginning. This is a real disease. We'll handle the political stuff. 
we'll handle all the other stuff. But right now we need to handle COVID. Right. If we can get COVID handled, the other stuff will, will sort itself out. And I think that starts with us tightening our grip on our own life. I think, I, you know what, Kyle, I have to be honest, man. I, I think, and I didn't realize this until this happened. You know, because, you know, as a Christian, I'm always like, oh, you know what? My trust is in God. You know, I, you know, everything can fall around me, but, you know, my trust is in God. And I will tell you, man, when this happened, I realized that I still had a little bit of trust in our government. I had trust in our doctors, our health system, you know, because I just kind of looked at it and I was like, well, I just didn't think something like this could happen. I thought we had some like safe procedures and some things that would like, you know, this couldn't happen, you know? And I, you know, I found myself realizing that, I mean, truly at the end of the day, we are all at the mercy of God, all of us. Like, I mean, there are people who planned things in 2020 that didn't even make it through six months of 2020, right? You know, everybody at the beginning was like, oh, 2020 is going to be amazing. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And I will tell you, you know, it, we, we can make our plans, but God is the one that guides our our path and our steps. He knows what's going to happen. And, you know, I, it was a, it was a reflection for me, you know, to realize that I don't care how might, how much might our military has. I don't care how advanced we are, technological advances, you know, all these things that we have, you know what, there are still things, you know, cause you really think about like bombs, like, Oh, somebody, you know, somebody could, you know, maybe, you know, pass our defense systems or something like that. And, and, and something might happen that way, but you don't, whoever thought it was going to be a virus that was going to shut America down. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and I've said before, I, we have never, even in pandemics, I mean, we've gone through wars yeah. during a pandemic. I mean, you talk about the 1940s. I mean, we've gone through wars during a pandemic. We've seen economy rising yeah. through pandemics. So we've seen pandemics before, but we've never seen something on such a level as we've seen COVID. And, and I sit back and one of the most unclear things to me is, as I look and I go, the numbers don't line up. I just read all those numbers and I'm like, for us to be where we're at globally, nationally, the numbers don't equate to the amount of hysteria. The numbers don't equate to the amount of shutdown that we've had. And it's just, it's all bizarre to yeah. me. And so that's why I think it's important because I know I'm not the only one thinking it. Yeah. But he, no matter what the conclusion is, you know, we could say there's conspiracy theory for this. And I am one of the biggest conspiracy <laughs> theorists that I, that I know. I mean, I get told to shut up a lot because I just... I, I come out with it. I'm the kind of guy that believes there's more to the iceberg than what you see on the surface. Yeah. And But in the same token, I'm here telling you, even as a conspiracy theorist, that no matter what I think may be true behind this, it's still here. Yeah. It's still real. Yeah. We're still on a shutdown. We're still trying to phase back into normal life. It's going to be, whether you want to believe it or not, years mm. before we see life get back to normal. And I don't think we're going to. I think that we're going to have to formulate our life around this. And I alluded to the 1940s a minute ago, but you think about polio and this blew my mind away because I, I mean, I wasn't around for polio yeah. and I know that we have, neither a, was I, by the way. Well, just, that's all for speculation. Just want our listeners to but, know that that's not a conspiracy <laughs> theory. I was not around. <laughs> oh my goodness. But, but you, you take a look at polio. Yeah. Okay. And it, and it struck an outbreak in Minnesota in 1946. So you're, we're in the midst of war. We're in the midst of developing an atom bomb. I mean, we're seeing scientific breakthrough in 1946. And it goes right with what you said, Kevin. We trust the doctors because of all the exploits that we have. Yeah. Seen. Yeah. I mean, there, we seem untouchable at times. Yeah. And. And in 1946, you would think after developing the atom bomb, after seeing the effects of the war, you're thinking as an American, we got this. Like we can, we can do. And, and yet polio did a lot to America the same way COVID did. And I just want to list off some things. In in 1946, there was a, a disease called polio that was entering through the nose and the mouth passageways Mm -hmm. and it was going down the throat and it would make its way down into the intestines and digestive system and then make its way into the blood system which would eventually either kill the host or paralyze the host and the iron lung 
was a big old mechanism that people would go because they couldn't breathe. I mean, there were literally, this sounds like COVID. Yeah. Yeah. And so again, hysteria breaks out because there's confusion. They don't know where it's coming from. They don't know how it's being transferred. So they're 1946. They spent their summer isolated to the house. Parents weren't letting kids go outside. We have TikTok and Facebook now. They had the radio. Right. Uh, that was the center of their life. Mm-hmm. Hysteria was on the uprise. The economy shrunk and the economy rose. Uh, DDT and Lysol were the go-tos to killing all surface, you know, all the things. That, the army were going through cities in, in states and they were spraying DDT. It was an agent that I believe they used in war. Oh my God. And I mean, they were going to those extents. You see what yeah, I'm saying? So, yeah. And we're seeing militarized uh, events happen in our nation for Corona. I mean, I did some deliveries on my job and I saw militarized tents outside of hospitals and it's scary. Yeah. I mean, and you had to, I had to fight back that fear, but I look back at 1946 and I see all of that, that happened. And it took decades yeah. for them to get an answer on polio. Yeah. It took decades for for doctors to understand exactly how it was being transferred, exactly who it targeted. The only difference is that kids under 15 were dying with polio, whereas now we're seeing the elderly die with corona. Okay, But decades of, of this going on, they had to form a new way of life yeah. around polio. Mm-hmm. And so for us to think life's just going to go back to normal, I think that's ignorance. I think that we even though we don't have answers right now, Kevin, I think it's smart for us to move in a way that we say, hey, my kids' lives are going to be changed. Yeah. That to them, they're foreign too. They may not realize it, but my life's going to be changed yeah. and we're going to have to, we're going to have to be okay with some of these changes. Yeah. We, we can't have these simplistic arguments over things like, and I'm going to say it, a mask, which sure, I don't like the mask. I hate the mask. Yeah. Uh, but as much as I feel like it infringes on my rights, it is not, it is not an invasive intervention. Yeah. It is a non-invasive intervention yeah. and it's okay if it's going to stop the spread of Corona. And I think that we have to, uh, one more thing about polio is we, we can look back at polio and we have to say, okay, they had to become okay with certain things changing in their lives and they were, mm-hmm. and things changed. And guess what? We saw the economy rise. We saw food chains all of a sudden become a thing. You like McDonald's? I don't eat McDonald's, man. I, don't, I haven't ate fast food in years. Well, Kevin, I love McDonald's, okay? I love it. Thank you, the 40s, for that. Um, we saw consumerism on a rise. I mean, there's a lot of good that can come out of this COVID thing. I, I'm serious, there is. But we as a people have to be able to respond in a civilized way. And we have to trust that we're doing the right thing for our kids, for our spouses, and just trust that, hey, when the medical examiners and doctors and the medical advice gets it and they get it right and we're able to trust that, then we're all going to move into a realm where it's going to be a new way of life, but it's going to be a safe way of life. And we're going to be able to move on from this stuff. But I think we have to do it the right way. And I think looking back at the 40s, you're going to see that. For decades, people had to learn how to do it the right way, but they got it right, and we're here today because of it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I do like? I like Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A was that was that in the in the forties? I'm sure. <laughs> hey, listen, Chick Fil A would not be here today if we didn't find a way to get through polio in the forties. Right. Let's just say right, that, okay, right, right. <laughs> that Jesus chicken. Um, yeah, I love it, but. Yeah. Mm. But um, yeah, man, I, I, I agree. And I think that we just have to, you know, it's been so politicized and, you know, yeah. everyone is at each other's throats about something that like none of us can change. It's like the invisible enemy. We're all suffering from it in some kind of way, whether it was you being laid off of work or whether you got hours reduced or, you know, you got your pay cut or whatever the case may be. People have suffered. And, you know, when you say things like, you know, and I just think about social media and how divisive it's gotten over just the, the past year. And I, I know it's been divisive pretty much ever since we've had social media, but it's just gotten worse and worse, you know, and, and you think about people say, well, it, you know, this virus is fake and it's, you know, whatever the case may be. But 
you're not thinking that there is somebody out there who is fighting for their lives, who have been in the hospital for three to four. I have somebody that I know right now that has been in the hospital for four months fighting for her life. But then you have people on social media saying it's fake. And why do I have to wear a mask? And she's the reason why you have to wear a mask, right? I mean, this, these are the things and and don't get me wrong, you know, left or right. it, it, It doesn't matter. What matters is we are, especially as Christians, we are to, we are to love and protect our fellow brother and sister. That's at the end of the day. Why, why are we fighting over helping out a brother or a sister, right? Then just because like, Kyle, you know, me and Kyle, you, you, we've talked about this a lot where you're like, man, I don't have the underlining conditions that some people have, right? I do have underlining conditions. So for yeah. me, when I go out, I respect, and I am grateful for people who are wearing masks because it literally could be a life or death thing for me. You know, and so now I'll do everything that I can take my precautions, but even the precautions I've taken, people have, you know, they've laughed at me or they've, you know, talked against what I, you know, what I feel like I should do to keep myself safe, you know, and it's just, I think about it and I, you know, and I've said to some of these people like, do, I mean, do you want me next week fighting for my life? Cause it's a real thing. And it is not that we fear the disease. We don't fear the disease, but, but we respect the disease, yeah. right? And, and that's, that's what's important. And while we respect the disease, we should be respecting others. Like that's the most important thing, you know, as a Christian. And so I think we become part of the darkness, right? This is a moment where the world is just in chaos. We should be the lights. We should be the ones yeah. that are showing people hope. But I feel like a lot of times we're fighting just like they are. Mm. We let mm-hmm. politics take over the conversation, right? Mm-hmm. We, we fight with people. You're never going to change somebody's mind that has believed something for 40 years on a Facebook post. Yeah. It'll never happen. Yeah. Like, and don't get me wrong. I used to be that guy because I thought yeah. I could get people to see things because I'm like, well, I've, you know, I've got God and I've got the Bible and I'm going to tell them. And it's like, it, that's not going to happen. So right. we just have to get to the point as Christians is that, you know, yes, the world is in chaos, but where is your hope? Where is your light? Where is your, your, your love? We, they should be seeing love from us more now than ever. Yeah, absolutely. And I like that you, you bring up the fact that you have underlying issues because here's the deal. That mask that you're wearing, that I'm wearing, it's not invasive. Again, Kevin, I don't like it. Yeah. Okay. And I had a, I had a huge problem with it because, and I had to learn through this because I was that guy that was immediately political. I was immediately saying there's another agenda to this. And I was ignoring the fact that COVID was still real. Why? Because it didn't affect me the way it's going to affect you. So I didn't have to think that yeah. way. I had the, I had the luxury and most people have the luxury of thinking this is all for the voting. This is all for the polls. This is all for. And, and hey, listen, I'm not saying that politics haven't exploited this That's COVID right. disease right. to make it that yeah. way. What I'm saying is, is COVID is still real. That's right. And even though the mask isn't invasive to me, what is invasive is COVID-19. Yeah. And so we just, we have to understand that. And I like, I like that you brought up, you know, we have to respect disease, but we have to respect people. Yeah. And one of the things I had to learn and Proverbs 18, 13 says this, yeah. and I, ha- this is specifically for me. He that answers a matter before he hears it, it is folly and shame to him. Mm, I love it. So when I'm out there posting, and don't get me wrong, I'm doing it because I want to trigger someone. Yeah. And I'm trying to trigger somebody specifically, somebody, yeah. okay? <laughs> Not just anybody. Usually when you're doing a political rant or you're doing a rant, period, you're ranting because somebody really made you mad. Yeah. Yeah. And whether it was the governor, whether it was the president, it doesn't matter. You know, there's going to be somebody on there that's going to respond. And at that point, it is not edifying. Yeah. At that point, it is not going to benefit anybody. And I think as Christians, especially, I think that we have to be very careful in how we respond. I think not only do we have to hear them, like when you say hear the matter, hear the person, hear the situation. Yeah. 
the situation, the circumstances of life are going to speak to you louder sometimes than the people are speaking to you, but you're choosing to ignore those circumstances in life. And a good friend gave me that advice, Kevin Wilson. So, (laughs) but no, circumstances will literally shout to you. And because we're so prideful, Mm. and I think we're so prideful because we're so scared at times. Yeah. And we just don't know anything other than I have to have a fight or flight response. And so we go to fight mode because we're men, in my case. And and I just feel like there's times where, man, I'm just a fool. Yeah. And instead of making a situation better, I've made a situation now worse. And what I did is something I'm going to advise everybody that's listening not to do, especially in this COVID pandemic, try not to turn this into something that it's not. Yeah. It may be something later down the road. Yeah. It may very well be. And Kevin and I have talked about this. There are things where there's smoke around certain topics that we're not going to touch right now because there's just not a lot of facts behind them. But the second these facts, we know facts are going to end up coming out on some of these. That's right. And the second they do, we'll be willing to talk about it. But right now, there's a lot of theories about stuff. Yeah. But COVID's real. Yes. And so right now, we have to stop turning COVID into a theory and start respecting COVID for what COVID is and respecting people for who they are during the COVID pandemic. And I think having love for your neighbor is the first place we should start. I don't like the mask rule, but I love Kevin. Right. I'm going to wear it. Yeah. Yeah. I love my grand, I love my grandfather. My grandfather's 92. He's fought many heart issues. I will be saddened Mm. if I find out it's because I just chose not to wear a mask that my grandpa, my grandfather's fighting for his life. You know what I'm saying? So it's getting over some of that personal stuff to realize this life just isn't, isn't just about me. Yeah. So, yeah. And not, you know, and I think too, Kyle, none of us are in the government, right? So none of us are in the government. None of us work for this. I mean, most of us. I mean, I know we got a lot of listeners out there that it's in different states and all that. I don't know what you do, but right. the, the right. average person does not work for the CDC. They don't work for the World Health Organization. They don't work for Dr. Fauci. They don't work. I mean, right. it is impossible for us to get on social media and be experts and say that we know what's going on when we don't. We, have, we don't have a clue. What's happening? Right. We get, we have theories. We have right. hunches. Some of us may even go to the point to say that we have convictions, maybe spiritual convictions. And you know what I would say? If we have spiritual convictions, the spiritual conviction should always lead people to Christ, not a fight. So if you've got a spiritual conviction, you say, hey, I, I really believe this is the beginning or the end of the end times. I believe that this is being used as, you know, whatever, whatever your conviction is. Remember, whatever your thoughts are around that, that should not lead to a fight. It should lead right. to Christ. So if you have a conviction that somehow all of this is speeding up the end times, Well, then tell people about Jesus. Don't tell them about your political view. Don't tell them how you think that Dr. Fauci or or somebody is a is the Antichrist. Tell them Mm -hmm. about Jesus. Bring them, help them to understand why there is an urgency in the world. Help them to understand why there's confusion in the world. Be a light. And I think that's as Christians, that's what Christ wants us to be. When he looks at us, I want him to see us busy being about his work, doing the great commission. He's called us to be two things, faithful and fruitful. Yeah. So be faithful to him and then be fruitful. But we can't be fruit. We don't want to bear bad fruit, right? We want to bear, the Bible says, good fruit. And the only way we do that is to point people to Christ. Not what our theories or what we think or what we, what grandma said and what, none none of that. It's about what God says. And I think that will cause things to be much better than what they are today. Yeah. I mean, COVID, COVID's going to either bring the bad or the good out of us. That's right. And I, I think the way we can judge how we're doing in this pandemic, check your relationships. Yeah. Are they whole? Are they well? Yeah. Are you distant from I mean, let's be serious. I mean, you remember the story of Jesus healing the leper. And it's one of my favorite stories because he gets healed, 
by Jesus, but Jesus doesn't just heal his leprosy. So he's dealing with his own pandemic and he comes to Jesus, he gets healed. And in Jesus' famous words were, your faith has made you whole. That's right. He didn't say healed. He didn't say well, whole. So everything that that disease, we're, we're implying that everything that that disease had stripped him from, mm. it was restored, right? And I love that story because that's who God is. Like God has always loved his creation. And so no matter what kind no matter what kind of pandemic we get into, whether it's physical, emotional, whatever it is, the healing process of our nation through COVID, we are Christ-like. We are followers of Christ. We are sons and daughters of God. Yeah. And we are the elements that can cause this nation to come back to a wholeness. Not just not just heal our land. Right. Not just Heal us from COVID, but whatever COVID stripped us from in 2020, God, bring it back and do more in 2021, 2022, 2023. You know what I'm saying? And we have a God that can do that, but he, I believe, is also saying, well, I have people that have placed to help that happen. And I think that if we aren't careful about the politics and we aren't careful about our own prideful, selfish situations, we're going to negate the fact that we have been put here. I I know this is a cliche Christian statement, Mm. but- put here for a time as this. We can own this. Man, this is the greatest time in history. Yeah. Somebody is saying, man, what are you talking about? This is the greatest opportunity we have to show Christ. And, mm-hmm. and I believe, you know, you, you look at it and people say, like, well, man, I'm, I'm at home. And I, you know, I, 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 didn't, I, I didn't work for four months or I didn't, whatever the case may be. God has given us ample opportunity to work on our relationships. He's given us opportunities to work on our relationship with him, right? Mm-hmm. More time to pray, more time to get in his word. And, and I would, I just encourage anybody, you know, ask yourself, what am I doing with 2020? Because what we're doing is we're looking at what we were going to do and we're going, yeah. well, I, I can't do that. What God is saying, look at what I've given you time to do. You see, because I just messed up your plans. Like you didn't even know this was coming, but I knew this was coming and I can use this for my glory. I can use this to elevate you and to take you to the next level. I mean, think if you would have took those four months and you would have spent those time that all that time in the presence of God, if you would have got you a Bible reading plan or, or did something. And, and I know there are some of you out there that did that and your testimony coming out of COVID is not going to be one of doom and gloom. Your testimony is going to be like, this has been one of the best years of my life. Right. And some people thought it was going to be the best year because they were going to get married or because they were going to get a new car or they were going to get a whatever. And God is saying, listen, I'm using this time to get you closer to me. That's the ultimate. That's, that's at the end of the day, that's what we want. That's where we want to be closer to Christ. And so yeah, man, I, I believe this is a great time for the church, uh, you know, and I know there's even been some controversies around that, right? It, it, you know, yeah. uh, whether yeah. people are opening their churches or not. And I, I believe this, mm-hmm. those two words that I said just a few minutes ago, faithful and fruitful, we need to pray for our pastors. Yeah. This is a tough Absolutely. time to lead. It, it's every decision they're making is being scrutinized. and. I would say to any pastor, you cannot be swayed by political or social or any of these other things. You need to hear from God. There is not one fix for every church in the United States. Right. There's not one right answer. Right. The right answer is whatever God is telling you about your congregation, your church. And you know what? Every other pastor, every other parishioner needs to respect the convictions of God for their pastor and everyone else's pastor. So, you know, if your pastor decides to have church outside, God bless him. If he feels convicted that he needs to have church inside, God bless him. You know, if he feels like we shouldn't come into church right now and it should be all online, Mm -hmm. he's the one that has to give an account to God for his decision. If he feels like that he is listening to God and he's hearing from God and this is what God is saying for his congregation, well, then that's what he should do. And all of us, because we are the church, it's not a building. God's not a CEO going around 
and uh, he's not a CEO of a building company, right? Going around and looking for brick and mortar to build a church, right? Yeah, uh, he is he is a creator of people. And yeah. his desire is for his church to thrive through this. Not to fight, not to be at each other's throats, not to politicize, not to be experts, but to be Christians. And yeah. it's it, hey man, it's our greatest moment. And uh, you know, listen, I we started this podcast during a pandemic, right? I had been thinking about doing this for oh, probably a year and a half, two years. Yeah. Right? And and got look what God has done and He's brought it through this, you know, and said, Listen, I'm gonna take every excuse because I had all these excuses why I couldn't do it. And uh it's crazy. I look back on it and I was I think I was talking to my wife the other day and I said I said, girl, I said, listen, look what's, ha- look what's happened. You know, God brought something that was a dream in my heart when COVID wasn't even here. And I was making excuses about why I couldn't do it. And he let this pandemic be. He said, I'm going to give you the time. I'm going to give you the resources. I'm going to give you everything you need to do this. And here we are today. And so it's, it, you know, it doesn't have to be all bad. You know, this, this can right. end up being a great thing in your life. Right. And our call is not circumstantial. No. And don't mistake me. You don't have to be, I used to say this as a youth pastor, because my greatest joy wasn't that a student would graduate and become go into ministry. Yeah. And full-time ministry, pulpit ministry, pastor, evangelist, missionary. I mean, all that, I was excited. For. Yeah. But to me, like having a doctor, a kid's like, I'm going to be a Christian doctor. I'm going to be a Christian teacher. I'm going to be a Christian stay-at-home mom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Whatever the case may be, you are called. Yeah. You are called to do something for Christ. That's right. I don't know what it is, but you're called. And it's not circumstantial based on how you feel about a situation. So remember that the next time we're choosing to get in an argument and blast a politician or blast. Listen, it may be justified. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's not always justified because there are some justified comments. It's just. Bad place, bad time, and now everybody's looking at that Christian man share a post or say a post, or and it's completely ruining the integrity. It's completely ruining the witness. So all I'm saying is when we respond in COVID, let's not put our habits and our traditions before people. Yeah. Let's not do that. Yeah. Because that's not our God. Yes. Our habits and our traditions would never come before people. It just wouldn't. Rituals would never have come before people with Jesus. So why should our habits and why should our traditions come before people? Let's not turn COVID into something that it's not right now. Let's make sure that we are respecting COVID and we are respecting people. Let's not just say everything is going to be okay though. Right. Let's make sure that, yeah, we know God is in control, but we do have to have a level of wisdom That's right. and concern in that wisdom to make sure that we are having that preventative maintenance in our life that will take the worry for tomorrow away. And that's, that's something that I've always dealt with. And uh, there's, there's actually um, a powerful quote from a Nazi survivor in uh, it goes like this, worry doesn't empty tomorrow of its sorrows, it empties today of its strength. So we have to make sure that we're not just saying, ah, everything's going to be okay, we'll figure it out eventually. Yeah, we hope everything's going to be okay. In the same token, what can I as a person in my city, in my home, in my workplace, what can I do on my social media page? That's right. What can I do to make this better? Yeah. What can I do to speed the process along? Uh, And then we have to make sure we're not panicking and we have to make sure we're not tightening the grip on our own lives because that's just not fun for any. Yeah. But but again, if your post isn't going to do good for humanity right now, and I'm not saying we have to hide lies. I mean, have to hide truth. I'm not saying that. Yeah. There's a way to post truth that's going to be effective. That's right. And there's a way to post truth that nobody's going to hear. Yeah. You got to understand the difference. And what I'm saying is, is if you're going to post truth or you're going to post whatever, and it's not going to be effective, it's probably going to be more powerful if you don't post it at all in that statement. Yeah. Because the point is, is you're going to, all, all we're going to do is create divisiveness where truth should reign. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? And, um, and I've had this talk with my wife. I've just told her, look, I'm cool with posting. I'm cool with everything. 
but we have to learn, is our post going to take a positive effect or is it going to take a negative toll? And is that truth in that post going to be forever lost? Mm -hmm. And so we just, we got to understand how to navigate this time. There's, there's no right or wrong way per se, but there is a balanced way that we need to have that's going to point people to positivity. It's going to point people to Christ. It's going to point people to faith. It's going to point people to fruit and success. Yeah. And, uh, I'm in. The, I'm at the table where I feel like we all should eat. That's right. You know what I'm saying. So. That's right. <laughs> yeah. No. That's that's good. That's good. And yeah. So you know, as we talk about all these things, you know, we want you guys to sound off as well. You know, go to our Facebook page. You know, go to Instagram, and you know, t- tell us what you think. We want to know. We want to hear from our listeners. What do you think of the show? You comment on some of the things that we talk about here. Even if you disagree with us, that's fine. Disagree with us. We already. Even if you disagreed with the watermelon statement at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to get too many people to do that. But, but yeah, just if you disagree with us, go on, talk to us. We want to interact with you guys. We'll, from time to time, do some Facebook lives. Again, like we say, we'll have some giveaways at times. We're working on a lot of things behind the scenes. We got some good stuff coming your way. Some great interviews. There's some some great people. And we're excited about all the stuff that we have. And so, yeah, we got a website that's going to be launching soon. So, you know, look out for that. We'll let you know probably on social media first, Mm -hmm. you know, and where to go there. Uh, But subscribe. So subscribe. Get your friends, your family, your neighbors. Let them know. Subscribe. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can uh, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, just Google Play, all the major platforms. You can go and subscribe and definitely, definitely want to hear from you and uh, subscribe and rate us. That's, you know, a lot of people ask us, like, how can we help you guys? Like, we want this to really get out there. We want people to know about it. The best thing you can do for us is go, whatever you listen to it on subscribe to the podcast, rate us. And that is something that will help us greatly. And so, and absolutely. And tell as many people as you can that these two guys are on here talking every week. So um, (laughs) yeah, but we're, we're excited to be with you guys again, and we're looking forward to next week and we are going to, uh, we're going to have some fun. So Hope you guys are doing well. We love you guys, and we'll see you next week. See ya.